What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Phil and Leroy, the Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Phil. And I'm Leroy. So how you doing, Phil? Chilling, chilling, waiting for these Eagles. Kick some ass. <laughs> well, like Philip said, the Eagles take on the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. The Eagles are favored by six points, and the over-under is 47.5. So uh, what do you think of the point spread and the over and under? Uh, I think the point spread probably should be a close, a little bit closer because they, they match up kind of close up and down the board. Uh, the total points, would you say the total points was 47.5, 47.5. I think a little higher than that. Oh, so you think it's going to be a high scoring, uh, close game? Yeah. Okay. Because. Because we're we're first in offense for total yards, and they're fifth. So we both teams are moving the ball. And Carson Wentz is like, even though we don't like Carson Wentz, he do got seven touchdowns after two games. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's like third or fourth in quarterbacks with touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't see it as a, a – a, a big scoring game, but I do think the game is going to be close. They're not going to like blow the commanders out or anything like that. And people more, forget, more than 10 points. Cause to me, a blowout is more than 10 points. No, no, I say they may beat them by a touchdown. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be like 35 to 31 or anything like that. Uh, people forget that. See, that's Car- what I was thinking a shootout like that. See, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. His problem is uh, they need to implement uh, uh, a a throwing a throwing uh, <laughs> a throwing line like they do, like pitchers in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz ain't big enough to be throwing a football 40, 50 times a game. Just because you're a quarterback, don't think you can do that. Every quarterback can't do that. Just like every pitcher is not a not a starting pitcher. Some pitchers are on reserve. Some pitchers are setups, and some pitchers are closers. When you when Carson Wentz throws the football that much, I expect a whole bunch of trouble. Especially when he get the run in and he trying to throw the football, he get the run in and he'll fumble or throw an interception. That's 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 what he do. But other than that, he's a good football, a good quarterback. But See, what was you going to say? I was going to say, you, you're right. When he get to running, he really don't know how to slide. So he take big hits a lot. That's how he got hurt playing with us because he didn't slide. Right. And he can throw the ball, but he's just like any other uh, mid-tier quarterback. If you could, can put pressure on him, he'll start fucking up. Right. So that's when he'll start scrambling in the pocket but then throw a dumbass pass. You know what I mean? That could, could possibly get picked off. He's not one of them quarterbacks where you could just keep sacking him and hitting him and making him rush, and he'll fucking still tear your ass apart if you get some time. Right. You start hitting him up a little bit, he'll start getting rattled. Yep, yep. So, uh, no significant injuries, uh, by the way. That's why I didn't really mention it. You were you were about to say something. Well, I was going to say the big thing when I was looking at the uh, how did both teams match up was our defense. Our defense is giving up fifty percent of third down conversions. That's horrible. Yes. So that puts us twenty seventh out of what thirty two teams. That's shitty. And then mm-hmm. Washington. They're ranked fourth with it at twenty eight percent. So they're they're getting people off the field. You know what I mean on third down. Right. So that might that might come back to haunt us and bite us in the ass. Yeah. Uh. 
I don't see uh I really don't see any problems uh of the Eagles beating the Redskins. I think Carson Wentz will will fuck up. And I think he would do this because he's like hyped up because you know he's going against the Eagles and he wanna prove them wrong. The Baker uh, Mayfield thing. Right. One of those <laughs> type of things. So so uh I got the Eagles winning. Twenty one. I, I said seven points. Let's make it twenty one to fourteen. Twenty one fourteen? Yes. That's pretty low. I'm gonna say Seventeen, thirty-one. Okay, so you got them uh, blowing them out then. At yeah. the all your at the all your uh stuff against the uh <laughs> the defense and third down and all. Oh, that what stuff? stuff? <laughs> saying all this stuff when I only said one thing, <laughs> and it wasn't a lie. They they could work on that. The, uh, uh, the thing with our defense is because they played so shitty that first game. Our yeah. defense is scooch, you know, is, is messed up a little bit. Where you think we're not that good. Mm-hmm. And then the second game was real good. So a lot of that carryover from that first game is still making our defense rank and look bad. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, so uh, I don't really don't have anything really much to say. Uh, well, we do have a guest already, so I don't have to ask anyone on uh, on Twitter to join us. So we'll have a guest. I'm not going to say who it is uh, yet, but we already have a guest. So we'll, anything else you want to add? Nah, that's it. Yeah, we'll we'll see you at halftime. All right. Peace out. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! All right, we back. It's halftime. The Eagles are leading 24 to nothing. Here's some uh, quick stats. On the Eagles' side, we have Jalen Hurts, 18 for 27, 279 yards, three touchdowns. You said 79? 279. Okay. Uh, rushing, we have Miles Sanders, seven carries for 28 yards. <laughs> well, we'll get to that while I'm laughing. On the receiving side, we have Devontae Smith, seven seven receptions, 156 yards, one touchdown. A.J. Brown, four receptions for 75 yards. And Dallas Goddard, three receptions for 26 yards. On the commander side, we have Carson Wentz, three for 10, 24 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but sacked three six times. That's all he got is twenty four yards. Yes. Mm. Rushing side, we have Gibson, six carries for twenty five yards. Receiving side, we have Samuels, two reception for twenty one yards. And this is uh, with the Carson Wentz thing. It's kind of it's kind of the offensive line fault because they've it been is. playing like shit. Yeah. And it, it's the same thing with the e- Eagles goes for the Commanders. You got to start running the football. I know, right. I know the Eagles are winning twenty four to zero, but damn, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like damn, Miles Sanders can't get a carry. Miles Sanders averaged six yards a carry on a season, and on, in this game, he's averaging four yards. But you get all the way down there, you don't give him a carry or Boston mm-hmm. Scott. Like damn, get a ball some carries. Right, and then the Eagles' offense play like they're down. Mm-hmm. So they they like almost seems to rush every time every right. play. They're they're rushing and the, the the one thing our coaches do do is play aggressive because I'd have took the three, but he like fuck that three. I'm gonna go ahead and go for a, a point. It's all good when you get it, but then when you don't get it, and you fuck around and lose by three points or some shit. You you wonder why. Yes, I agree with that. Don't you don't gotta go chasing points. Just take what the defense is giving you. If if it was closer game, okay, or later in the game. 
But right now you're winning 17 to nothing. You can go ahead and go up 20 to nothing at halftime. Yes. Yeah, I would have took the the three points also. Well, hey, look. <laughs> He's coaching and we just sit here watching on TV. I guess they got all they seem to have all answers. I don't know. <laughs> mm, they gotta they gotta start running the ball though. It's gonna open up the offense even more and then we really be kicking the ass. Exactly. So now at halftime, they're going to start keying in on a pass and, and going to try to blitz Hurts more. Like mm-hmm. you said, start running the football. Start running the football. Then they focus on that. Then you can pass the football down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also on the commander side, you got to start running the football. You got to. If you have any chance of coming back, you got to start running that football. And then the running game, let me see. Gibson is averaging five yards a carry. Yeah, he was pre- he's doing pretty good, but he just can't get the touches. He's in the same boat as Miles Sanders. Right, right. And now mm-hmm. with them going down a lot, he's probably going to get even less touches because when you go down a lot, it's hard to keep running when that clock is against you. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout-out to Devontae Smith. Boy, he came alive, too. 156 yards. Oh, yeah, he catching now, everything, too. He making some crazy catches. Right. Now, they're up 24-0. to zero. The question I want to ask you, would you try to get him 200 yards? No. I mean, I'll, I'll keep running my offense, and he's out there, he's open, then hey, throw it to him when he's open. But I wouldn't focus on trying to do no shit like that. I would start trying to establish a run right now. Okay. All right, so what about, let's just say they ran it, ran it in a uh, third quarter. Let's just say the fourth quarter. Let's just say, okay, I'm sorry. They they running the football in the third quarter. Let's just say they score 14 more points. Okay, so uh, now we in the fourth quarter. The game is already over with. They're not they're not going to uh, mm-hmm. come back. Would you try to give them 200? Then no, I would sit him down. Oh, okay. Because that that damn near choke slam he got that was a hard hit on his back. Yeah. So I would like take him out if I don't have to have him play. You did okay. enough. Thank you. Rest up. Uh, okay, okay. So they ran the ball in the third quarter. They got fourteen points. Fourteen points. I'm sorry. In the fourth quarter, would you set Jalen Hurts down? Depending on how big the lead is. Yeah, it's fourteen points. They they still have zero. Commanders have zero. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sitting him down. You're not gonna hit, hurt my quarterback in some bullshit time. Okay. Yeah, I agree right along with you. So, yeah, uh, we both agree they need to start running the fucking football. Uh, this offense, they always play like they losing. They got to hurry up and all this her no-huddle offense and all this shit. That, that's just – you need to – okay, they up 24 points. Start killing that clock. And I don't understand why these coaches are scared to use challenge flags. You get two of them. Use them. Like, any time somebody catch a sideline bomb against me, the first thing I'm saying is, whoa, did he get both feet down? I'm throwing a flag. Even if I lose it, well, what's the what's the worst can happen? Because if he didn't get both feet down, you take all them yards back. But then yep. you're going to think about it and bullshit. They ain't going to hike the ball. Oh, you know what? Now I want to challenge it. No, you waited too late. But my thing is, uh, uh, Rivera was standing there on the field, like looking around. Right. And that's you what see I mean. the Eagles huddling up and ready to, ready to exactly. uh, hike the ball back, but he's just still standing there. We're going to wait till the last minute. You know what? I think I want to challenge it. No. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know he got people in his ear telling him to throw the flag and all right, that well, stuff. The, the people upstairs they tell you from the door if you want to throw it or not. So he was sitting there. Uh, I'm gonna think about it. Uh, uh, you know what? Let me go ahead. No, it's too late now. Yep. The Ben made that decision. You see, we doing no huddle, so we moving fast. Yep. 
<laughs> well, all right, we'll be back at uh at wrapping the show up. Um, like I said, we have a guest already. I'm not going to say who it is, so uh, we'll see you. All right. All right, we back at the end of the game. The Eagles won 24 to 6. Some quick stats. We have Jalen Hurts, 22 for 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns. He was sacked three times. We have rushing. We have Miles Sanders, 15 carries for 46 yards. Jalen Hurts, nine for 20. On the commander side, oh, I'm sorry, receiving, I'm sorry. We have Devontae Smith, eight receptions, 169 yards. A.J. Brown, five receptions, 85 yards. On the commander side, we have Carson Wentz, 25 for 43, 211 yards, sacked nine times. <laughs> Gibson, 12 carries for 38 yards. <laughs> Receiving it, we have McLaurin, six receptions, 102 yards, and Samuel, seven receptions for 48 yards. Now, uh, let it be known that Wentz got, got those yardage and uh, garbage time. <laughs> Would you Definitely. call for <laughs> Yeah. We got uh, we got a guest with us. We got Mr. Reggie Coles. Mr. Re- Mr. Coles was with us on last year's. Uh, they were the Washington football team last year, last uh, season. He joined us. He's from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, that's right. At, living in Charlotte, North Carolina now. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to be, good for you to be here. How's uh, everything been going? Ah, it's going well, man. Going well. Can't complain. Can't complain. Wish wish the team could play a little bit better, but other than that, things are going well. All right. Now, before we start, uh, tell us <laughs> how did you think your uh, commanders did? <laughs> I mean, I it's, it's it was plain to see anybody that watched the game. Um, any anytime you can't win on either side of the of the line, offensive line or defensive line, is going to be a long day. Our offensive line. Um, stunk today, and there's no excuses. You just got to beat the man in front of you, and they didn't. So um, that's where everything starts. And from the from the beginning, Carson didn't have time. Um, you you called out the stats. Nine nine sacks is not going to win you anything. So so that's right. going to be a point. Uh huh. And your uh, twelve carries for your running back also. And the running back averaged three point two yards a carry. It was like five at halftime, wasn't it, Phil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the problem. See, the Commanders have the well, even though the Eagles won, but the Commanders do the same thing that the Eagles do. They just don't run the football enough. I don't get it. Well, when you have, when I mean, you get down twenty four to zero, running the ball is is going to be all but out out the door. Um, yeah, but you got to run the ball before it get that bad. Exactly. And plus, yeah. and, and plus, like I, like I, we was talking about um, on our post game uh, portion, they need to uh, they need to start implementing throw throw uh, counts like they do pitch pitch uh, counts on in baseball. Whereas though Carson Wentz shouldn't be throwing the football no forty three times. I don't care if you but he's behind or not. It, that's not in him to throw the football like that. So you have to implement a run game like Phillips said before it starts. So you could lower lower his uh, passing attempts. Thirty five should be the most that he should be throwing because once when Carson Wentz start throwing a lot, he get himself in trouble. He'll fumble the ball or intercept it, one or the other. He's not a bad quarterback, but that's just his problem. 
Is that's that pressure? Once, exactly. once you start putting a lot of pressure on them, we talked about that before the game. This shit going to start going the opposite direction. You put that pressure on his ass. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's and that's that's if you have a regular regular offensive line that can block. But you know, it even even with pressure in anybody's face, pressure's gonna bust pipes. And you get you start getting gunshot at throws off. And the commentators was talking about. It, I agree. Once you start getting gunshot, all of your timing is off. You can't you can't figure out where your where your drop is going to be. Five step drops turn into four because you're trying to get the ball out fast. It just throws everything off when when you can't get blocking in front of you. So yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. But but that's on y'all because with y'all draft picks, y'all need to drop start drafting line and y'all getting receivers and all these fast players and a defensive end and all this. Those you don't have no line. That's what you need to build first. Right. Well, yeah, we like so so the Cosme kid, the kid that got hurt, is his second year. He was he was a good second round pick that we got last year, but we let Sheriff go. That was a problem. So the inner part of the line, the center that we had, he got hurt last. He's on IR, so he got hurt last week. So we had a new center and Cosby got hurt this week. And, you know, we let Sheriff go. So it's, it's patchwork, but injuries are injuries are not an excuse because people gonna get hurt in the league. But you just got to man up, man. You got to be able to hold your water when you got a good D line like Philly in front of you, and we didn't do that today. Mm-hmm. And can you explain to us why Robin Rivera was uh, slow on a drawer when uh, he put pulled the flag too late? He's looking, he's standing on the field, and he see the Eagles lining up ready to hike the ball. And he just wouldn't throw throw the flag. The challenge that uh Devontae Smith uh, catch. Yeah, I think so. I think we're like most teams that have like spotters, um, and they you know they watch the replays or they see the plays or what happened in the box, and they have to communicate down to the coach to say yeah, throw the flag or not, nah, let it go. So I think the people up in the box, um, from what I understand, the people up in the box were slow on the draw to tell them yeah, go ahead and throw it. By the time. They got to him and said, oh, no, that's not a catch, throw the flag. They had already hiked the ball for Philly. So that's that's a communication issue. You got to get off the fence. Either you're going to throw the flag. Yeah, that's the coach got to the coach got to take 100 percent responsibility, because even if they didn't let him know, if they're still looking at it and thinking about it. But you see Philly with a no huddle trying to hurry up. Then you just say, fuck it. If you're thinking about it, throw the flag. Exactly. I agree. So. But, yeah, I mean, again, when you get to the. You get to the end of the game. That may have been one play to turn the turn the tables, but I mean, this is a this is a film that you just go into the locker room and burn. You don't even review this. <laughs> 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 well, all right, Phil. How did the uh, Eagles play? I think we were solid. We still got to get a better running game. I don't. I'm not really a big fan of game. Well, I like Boston Sky because Boston. He's small, but he's real fast and he and he's strong. So once you give it to him, he runs hard and straight up field. Gangwell be bullshitting. I like Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Let them touch the ball more. That's the only problem. Exactly. And Miles Sanders, the only reason why Miles Sanders got all those carries, fifteen, it was like garbage time. Garbage time. Yeah. Which we talking about, right? Like start running football. Oh, and here's another thing, uh, Mr. Cole. I want to talk to you about. Why the hell did the Redskins go for a fourth and twenty-two? <laughs> Listen, at, at that point in time, what, I mean, what are you gonna do? Kick a field goal or punt it? Like you don't have as many possessions. You gotta, you gotta do something. Like I would kick the field goal. Yeah, I mean that's that's that ain't gonna help. That late in the game, that ain't gonna help. 
Field goal, what would you have done? It was, I mean, time, it was still enough time left, I think. I would have took the field goal. Exactly. <laughs> not with how Philadelphia was executing. If it was if it was something else, or maybe maybe a little maybe we were executing a little bit better on offense, maybe, but I mean, at that point we need touchdowns. Like, yeah, but field, we we already decided to start trying to milk the clock and just run it down. That's how Miles Sanders picked up all them carries late like that. We were just trying to run the clock then. Yeah. Right. So so that, and then by running the clock out. That's going to bleed possession. So, you know, three points is not going to help when you're down that much and your offense is stinking. So you, you need points however you can get them. Uh, I, I just don't think that's a – see, I, I'm the type that I'm not going to turn turn away from points. If I can get one point, I'll take it because it's better to have that one point than nothing. Now, oh. I, I would take that field goal and just, just try to play just like Phillip said, they was running out the clock, so you would have got the ball back anyway. So then you can throw it down the field again. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not the type. Well, hell, the Eagles did that. Um, what was it on the goal line when they went for fourth down? And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I would have took the, I would have went to kick the field goal. I'm taking the points. I'm sorry, especially if it's early in the game like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so with that, I mean, like I I agree with that. Like it, with with where y'all were, and I mean at the the mindset of a coach is. I should be able to get a yard. Like in the league, I should be able to get a yard. And if that's the difference between putting my foot on their neck and scoring a touchdown or taking three points and, you know, maybe giving them hope or keeping them in the game. I I can see that. But with us, I mean, by that time in the game, four for 22, like a field goal is, uh, we we need touchdowns. And a field goal is not going to help us. But it, it it doesn't make a difference because, again, we weren't we weren't executing anyway. So. <laughs> you're not depressed or anything because it sounds like you like very down hey listen it's no no nah, oh no 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 i mean it's you if, if you're a true fan you you got to be able to okay on the next week is we just not playing well we didn't play well this week you hate it because it's a division loss but you can't let one loss defeat you twice so you got to let this be what it is and then go. Mm-hmm. come on Oh, uh, go ahead. Would you finish or? Oh yeah, I just you can't you can't have a loss twice. You just got to be on it next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> if y'all can't protect Carson Wentz, it's gonna be a long season for y'all. Y'all gonna be in a lottery. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. I'm thinking that might be the plan. What to be in the lottery? Yes. I don't know. I mean, they got they got good receivers. For Carson Wentz, he just need time. If you can't give him the time, he can't put no points on the board because before the day, and he wasn't fourth in touchdowns. He was tied for first with uh seven, Roy. So he was averaging about three hundred thirty yards passing, and and then, and then he had seven touchdowns to one pick. He was playing pretty good. Right, but how many uh, turnovers did he have? He only had one interception. Now I don't look at fumbles. Yeah, he had one interception and uh, fumbles. And how many uh, fumbles he had that their team, uh, that the commanders uh, picked up? Because he, he's good for doing that. Uh, uh, I look at Carson Wentz play today. I'm like, nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed with him. I mean, not to say anything bad, but he's he's a good quarterback. But he, like I say, he need a throw count. Uh, 43 times, that's too much for him. He start running around and he'll fumble the football, just like how they got that. Uh, he threw that two point conversion interception. <laughs> he good for doing that. That's him. <laughs> yeah. 
So he only had one fumble. So he had the uh, three interceptions, one fumble before today. All right, but you you don't know how many that he uh, that the team recovered. Well, it don't count as long as your team recovered. No, I want to know that how he fumbled because that's what he do. He the ball fly, pop out of his hands and they just team just recovered. Yeah, but ain't nobody worried about that if you if you as long as it ain't a lost fumble. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, next week, Mr. Cole, the, the Commanders play the Cowboys back to back NFC East games, hard games, too. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Well, it's, I mean, it's going to be the it's going to be the same as as this week. If if the line can give Carson Wentz some time, then he can get the ball out to skilled players. So, you, I mean, you think about on the other side of Dallas, Dexter Lawrence. You think about Michael Parsons, um, the Diggs kid that's in their defensive backfield. I mean, they, they got talent, but you got to be able to protect your quarterback in order for any of your offense to work. If your offense is not working up front, then you're not going to have time to execute anything. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a road game which is going to make it extra tough. Um, it's almost like our home games are road games because nobody wants to go to the game in D.C. But that's, it's going to be in Dallas. You've got to travel. And so you got to have your game plan up, and the guys got to execute up front first. Yeah, because it did seem like it was more Eagles fans there than uh, <laughs> Commanders fans. It's the case. That's always the case. It's always the case. <laughs> I was just okay. telling Shay, I was like, man, I want to go to one of those uh, games like lo- like close against the Eagles. Like, like the Ra- Ravens or, yeah, or Ra- uh, Ravens or Washington yeah. or uh, the, the Giants. I think the Giants might be a little far, but even still. You know, right. That'd be right. cool to see how you're cheering for the away team. Mm-hmm. All right, Philip. the Eagles next week have a, a day off. Oh, I mean... <laughs> They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> at the Eagles. What are your thoughts on that game? That's our old coach, ain't it? Yes. Um, I think it should be an easy win. I'm not really sold on uh, Trevor Lawrence yet. I, I think he might need another year before he break out of his little shell. The running game, they don't really run the ball that much when they should. And I don't think they really got defense, so I'm not worried about them. <laughs> Damn, and that's the game they're gonna lose too, just because you ain't worried about them. <laughs> no, because I wasn't worried about the Redskins either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, have y'all looked at that? Uh, oh, I'm going off topic. Y'all looked at that uh, untold with uh, that uh, NBA ref Tim Donny. Is that his last name? Donahue. Is it Donahue or Donaghy? Yeah, whatever, something like that. No, I haven't seen it though, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, have you seen it, uh, Mr. Coles? Oh, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard I've heard really good reviews about it. Everybody that's seen it said it's really good. Yeah, uh, when you get some time, you have to uh take a take a look at it. I don't really want to give it away much, but all I have to say is it sure must be good. <laughs> it sure must be good the, uh, My man, he, he gets in trouble for gambling He, he gets arrested, go to jail And he comes out and just still Just living living uh, uh, The same pretty much life That's how it is, ain't it for some people? Yep. That's, that's what it is um, I I saw a little What they were talking They saw a little bit about how They kind of plotted on 
well, I don't know if it was Philly games or if it was just Allen Iverson. Well, I don't know if he was still with Philly or was he with um with Denver. Um, but they was like, we just gonna because the line was the way it was against him. They is like, we're gonna start calling Palmin on him on this when he does his crossover. Yeah, Denver. It, it was yeah, Denver. They got Denver. into that on the on the documentary. Yeah, that that was bullshit how they just started doing that too. Yeah. And it's and, funny how it's like all of a sudden these this kid he's got like some inside betting and whatnot, and he just started influencing the game by calling calling Palmin on it's that's crazy. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they got into that one and they talked about how they all set everything up and everything. But uh, I I don't really want to get it away, give it away. But take time out to see it. Did you see the uh, Manti Teo uh, untold? No, I. But again, everybody that has seen it, like I've I've heard how like the person, whoever the girl was, a transgender person was, set it up and like the whole, just how it took somebody all that extra time just to set all of that up and have somebody believing in something crazy oh you, you gotta watch it to see the the, the length of the setup that shit yep. is crazy and then exactly. get the real the actual real girl involved that's crazy yep and now uh like i like i told you phil i 100 blame notre dame for all this it's notre dame's fault and that that storyline is the main reason why he won the heisman um, he didn't win. He was runner up, right? Right. He's a, he's yeah. a finalist, yeah. He yeah. shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been a finalist because he played better the year before. You know what right. I mean? Right. They kept mentioning every game. They kept mentioning how his grandmom and girlfriend passed in the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked him about it when he was doing the Heisman stuff. This is all Notre Dame stuff because they could have easily just fact checked it. Mm-hmm. Or any, but the thing is, reporters could have fact checked it. True. You know what I mean? Nobody fact-checked it. That's the whole thing about it. It's like nobody looked into this. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe Notre Dame did, and they just said, hell, we're going to keep running with this story. They pretty much got him the, got him the Heisman. Well, well you know, I'm sorry. The, the, the sports world like to have a story like that. So I think yeah. they, Notre Dame was, like, kicking ass, and they needed somebody to represent it. So since he had that story with him, they pushed him forward as, like, a representative. But he wasn't up putting up numbers to be no Heisman. No, especially like you said, the year before he played better than mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and another thing, like I told you before, he should have never went to Notre Dame. Bad school, bad school for him. Well, he said he got a sign by God that told him to go there. Yeah, okay. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the question? What people believe in? Okay, he should have went to BYU. UCLA or USC. He needed he the type of person that need to be around his people. He should have went to USC. Right. That's all the Hawaiians go. Exactly. Yeah. And they and Notre Dame, they so they so prestigious in their own mind. Like they want to be in the limelight. So there's like, okay, well, we we've sucked the last 10, 12 years since and I've I've always had something against them since they let Tyrone Willingham go. Cause I don't I don't think they treated him fairly. But they they got this kid and this story, and it kind of like you said pushed them in the limelight. Now they have some national exposure, but clearly they want the talent level. Like when they played against Alabama, that kid was way overmatched. He, I mean, he looked like he was in in the spin cycle. Mm-hmm. So well, his, I don't. Well, I don't think he was overmatched. I think uh, you talking about Tao, right? Yeah. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. His head went in the game because you got to remember, like, before the game is when he found out that she died or supposedly died. So he had a lot of shit going. So his head wasn't in the game. No, 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 no. You, you got it wrong. He found out that the uh, person was alive. Okay, okay. The person well, was alive. Well, same thing. If you thought your girlfriend was dead and then you find out she alive, that's a lot of shit on your mind. So he couldn't think about football. Yeah. He was out there like a fish in water floating and they know what to do. And and he still and uh he found out that the girl was alive and uh they still asking him questions about about the girlfriend dying mm-hmm. and he's still answering the question, you know, like she died. But he had this thing going on in his head. Right. So he, he didn't he was in a fucked up situation because he didn't know what to do, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. A, a naive young boy that got played. Well, that shouldn't have went to. And boy, his father was hard too, wasn't he? Well, his dad <laughs> said you embarrassed the family, right? <laughs> How did he embarrass the family? Because everybody was fucking with him and calling him all type of names and on social media and all this shit. Uh, that that man, by look at that man, he do not go on social media, <laughs> right? But what I'm saying, if they're if they're talking about your son on social media all the time and clowning him and got all these memes and stuff. It's going to get back to to the parent. Right. Somebody at work going to be like, hey, ain't this your son? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He talking to a dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is man take tell you all right? Like boys? Like what the fuck? Well, see, I didn't get the gay stuff. Why would I don't get the gay stuff? Because uh, he wasn't talking like he was talking to her as if it was a girl. Right. Right. But and, and it wasn't and he, he didn't show any signs like where he was on leaning towards no gay stuff. But right. the media, people, not really the media, but social media, they were trying to say that. They were trying to say he was in on it and he really liked it, the dude. Yeah, no, see, yeah, I they were wrong there. Yeah, they was just wrong right yeah. with it. Yeah, I didn't get that one. Did y'all see the Am one untold? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I didn't I, see that one. That, that, was a, that was a good story about, about how they came about and how they was just coming after Nike. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, opportunity. Um, and it's, it's real, it's real good to see, to see those cats and how they came up through street ball. And then they finally kind of got a, a end to be able to get recognized. Right. A good documentary, but they left out the part where, uh, and one's mistake was when, cause if anybody, it, it, it might sound strange to the young folks, but to us, you know, we were there. But at that time, they were like neck and neck with the NBA in terms of popularity, not, you know, money wise. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. terms of popularity, they was like neck and neck. Those those guys was like household names. Well, you had to be in the sports. They was like household names. And I know for sure that uh, and one show on ESPN was getting good ratings. Mm-hmm. And they made the mistake when they got that money. They signed Kevin Garnett. When they should have been making, well, we talked about that before. They should have been making and one sneakers with the guys' uh, hot sauce. Oh, if they had came out with a hot sauce sneakers, and one probably would have still been out today. Mm. Yeah, they should have marketed their own shoes with their own people more. Yeah, right. Dip into the NBA. Right. Yeah, they gave they got that money and gave it to Kevin Garnett. No, no, that was a bad move there. Yeah, but I, that was a good document. Well, go ahead. What were you about to say? That and wants to because I I really I think the cat AO isn't he from Philly? Wasn't he a Philly product? Yes. Yeah, he was. He was the cat. Like out of all of them, you know, I was like, okay, I really follow this cat because 
I like how he played. Of course, of course, skipped to my Louis Ray for Austin, but I like AO because he he was able to, I guess I you gonna say like code switch. Like he could he could play the game like NBA style, but he was also a really, really good street baller as well. Mm-hmm. I when it when it was watched, I used to follow that was right when I finished playing college ball and they started really getting big and it was like you would sit in front of the TV it was like okay and what mixtape is about to come and you actually follow the episodes yeah uh, and the kids really got into it too which made it kind of hard to coach because like when I was coaching the kids would come in and like hitting guys upside the head with the ball like, <laughs> <laughs> coming to my practice one more time rolling all on the ground and throwing the ball and hitting people and then you got one more time to do that but like just to watch it was was good TV and, and just to see those cats get a chance to get popularity, um, but I really like AO. Yeah, you you right about AO because I don't like I never liked that uh, hot sauce dribbling shit. I mean the kids loved them, but yeah, yeah, I, that that dribbling shit like you said off the head and 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 behind you holding behind your back and throwing a ball up in the air and looking around for it and all that type of shit. That, mm-hmm. That's like that's like um, Harlem Globetrotters basketball, and I never liked Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was that made it hard to coach. It was a good watch on TV if you understood how to play ball, but the young kids they gravitated to that foolishness, man, and it it made it hard to coach basketball. You had like. It's like you starting off in a negative. Like I'm starting off having to unteach y'all this garbage that y'all mm. see. Me, um, yeah. I thought it was a good documentary overall. Yeah, that was a good one. It just it left that part out about the uh, the ESPN one wasn't bad. Also, I forget what it's called. Uh, they 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 just left that part out about the uh, giving the money to Kevin Garnett. That's the that's the only thing they left out. But uh, see, you said now back then the the kids was <laughs> trying to bounce the ball for someone else's heads. Now all they do is jack up threes. You you still want to coach kids now? Oh well, I'm I've gotten out of coaching since I um since I moved out the classroom. So I've gotten out of coaching, but like I can I can take this type of basketball. It still burns me up because nobody plays defense. It's just okay. Well, you gonna shoot a three? I'm gonna come down and shoot a three. You gonna shoot a three? So it's just like jacking up threes, but. I could take this type of basketball over the the and one influence um, over the young kids because at least at least it's actual it's just the shift in basketball preference. It's just okay, we're going to a more open style shooting threes and like going after analytics, which is not that bad. But and one was just we just trying to we just trying to make the crowd go ooh and it's foolishness. So right. I would much say I would much rather this type of basketball now than what the what and one's influence was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't see that documentary, did you, Phil? No, I didn't watch. Oh uh, yeah, put I that. Always, on I always forget about it. Yeah, put that on your list. Uh, also, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, Mr. Cole, thanks for joining us. Um, do you want to give us your social media? Oh, absolutely. So, um, so on Instagram, um. It's uh, Skins Like a One, um, and that's that's usually that's usually where I am um, on Instagram. Um, I'm I kind of kind of watch Twitch. I actually like y'all guy um, DJ B. He's out of Philly. Um, he's posted up in Norfolk now in Virginia, but he's a he's a Philly DJ. I, I follow him on Twitch, but definitely um, that's that's where I am on IG. Um, to the to the crowd, to the audience out there. Go follow Wildcard the DJ. It's my nephew. He's 14 years old. Real good DJ, good kid. And he's doing a lot with um Kids DJ Cafe. 
uh, with Neat Nice up that way as well. Um, so just supporting the young DJs out there. Um, but yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on today. Uh, real quick, is uh, Lonnie B, does Lonnie B still do radio in Virginia? Yeah, Lonnie B is big in Richmond. Um, they actually have um, their big concert series called Art of Noise. So the Art of Noise is, you know, they and they're actually just starting to go all over. Um, so they invite like big time artists and they, you know, they take you back like, yeah, y'all remember this? And Mad Skills was another um, Richmond, Richmond MC. Yeah. Um, and, and their crew so they go all over with all the noise i don't know if y'all heard of um like grits and biscuits they go all over with like kind of like the down south hip-hop mm -hmm. um our noise is kind of like that but they just lonnie b's crew based out of richmond and they'll have like a a big time artist with them that'll come out and surprise everybody like mc light um or krs1 or whoever like and so so lonnie b is big time he's like the, the richmond dj he's the richmond guy oh uh, because um I remember when Mad Skills first came out and uh, he was here. He had came up here. I, this was his first album. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he had brought Lonnie B up to the radio station. And they was freestyling. And I said, well, damn, who is this guy that that's with Mad Skills? Yeah. And, you know, Lonnie B. And he never came out. Nothing ever happened with him. And then uh, I don't know how I found out that he was uh, doing radio there. I said, it's good he made it for himself because I want to know. I always want to know what happened to him. Cause Lonnie, him and Mad Skills was like going neck to neck with each other. He switched over, um, cause all of them was rappers to start off with, and they were a part of a, a crew here called the Super Friends. It was Mad Skills, Lonnie B, Danger Mouth, a couple of other cats that was in the Super Friends, and then Lonnie just got into DJing and got into the rotation of playing like you know the traffic mix at five, and then the late night mix and all of that. He he just started taking off with his DJing. Mad Skills stayed with the MC, and now Mad Skills is a real good DJ um, doing his thing um, on the DJ tours and doing shows and whatnot. But, but yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie's, doing, Lonnie's doing the DJ and thing um, with, and, you know, based out of Richmond. So he's, he's one of the Richmond cats. Uh, and you know that, that are, you, are you that somebody, the Super Friends remix, you know that was a big hit here, right? So, and Skills talks about that um, on his podcast. Well, um, he had he had a I forget who who his um guest was on, but um, uh, I forgot who the guest was. Um, it might have been Tony Touch, but he was he was talking about how his stuff took off when it first took off and it was getting major rotation, um, like New York, Philly area, tri-states area, um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool to see those guys. I remember Mad Skills when I first. I first came home from college and I was teaching here. Mad Skills would be sitting out in front of a parking deck. He worked at a par parking deck and he yeah. would just be there taking tickets and the whole nine. Y'all know the story, whatever. But like mm -hmm. we would play ball on VCU's campus and on the way home, we would go back. He would just be sitting out there, you know, him and Lonnie B would come on VCU's campus and freestyle and do shows and stuff before they hit it big. But yeah, it's, it's real good to see those cats and just kind of know where they started off from and then to see how they evolved and, and became famous. It's, it's cool. Yeah, because they played that more on the radio than they played the original version. The only part, the only, I can only remember hearing the original version on uh, the video when it came out. Yeah. yeah this, this is Are You That Some, the Leah uh, Are You That Somebody Phil, if you don't know mm -hmm. who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. So where, where's Danger, what's Danger Mouth doing? 
Danger Marv is still around, man. He's still he's still with the crew. You'll hear his name every now and then on the um on the stations. He I just happen to be in Richmond this weekend. So you'll still hear, you know, um Super Friends and Danger Marv, and you'll still hear their names every now and then. Um here, whatnot. They naturally, you know, as you progress, you start getting into like producing more. Um, you know, if you if you're not MCing anymore, so like you you get with a crew and you produce a new acts, so you you get into that. Um, and like like Lonnie got into DJ and skills. Um, took off with MCing and now he's a DJ. So you know they they still doing production and doing new acts and stuff out of the area. Okay. Well, everybody, you can reach the Judgmentals at Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at PNL Judgmentals, Instagram at the two underscore judgmentals, <laughs> or you can email us at PNL Judgmentals at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Mr. Coles, for joining us. Thanks, bro. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. Be safe. Be well, man. Appreciate y'all. And don't forget, you can easily come up to 95 and put on some Eagles green. <laughs> I'm 45 years into it now. I'm, I think I'm going to stick this out. Ain't no need to go in. You'll just wait one day it'll change, huh? Hey, wait, one day. One day we'll all be free. Well, <laughs> well, we can laugh at you because we had a whole bunch. Our life was nothing but full of misery. If you were an Eagles fan, so we kind of can laugh at, uh, <laughs> at, at everybody else now. <laughs> and, and and it's funny because that's all people used to say to us. Y'all ain't never won no Super Bowl. And I'd be like, well, we did win the championship. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> right. Well, one was that. <laughs> they other say what uh, like nineteen fifty seven or something. Before the like Super Bowl that. era and shit. Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. But it's 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 good, man. So we're gonna see what this year brings. But like I said, I appreciate y'all boys having me on, man. Y'all be safe. All right, you All right, too.